I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not mine enemies triumph uh, over me, God. Let none that wait upon thee be ashamed. Remember not the sins of my youth, O God. I'm thankful, Lord God. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm so thankful that I've got a God who with his angels uh, watching over me. A God who with his angels keep my enemies beneath my feet. Uh, Amen. Let me encourage you this morning to not fear. Amen. What the enemy is throwing after us uh, against the church. Amen. You've got to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You've got to trust in the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all all your strength. Amen. You cannot fear in the time of a pandemic. You cannot fear in the time of uncertainty. Amen. I hate to tell you, but this is going to be America's new normal for a long time. So we might as well get ready and learn how to live through it. Amen. There's not going to be like it used to be ever again. Amen. So we might as well get that settled in our hearts and in our minds. Amen. Praise God and live. Amen. Because we're going to a better place. Amen. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm excited uh, about what God is doing because I know that all things do work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Praise God. I'm with them. I want to be with them when he comes again. Praise God. I want to be ready. Amen. Looking for that, hasting for the soon coming of the Lord. Praise God. Oh, my, 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 my. I feel the Lord's coming soon. Praise God. We might as well get ready to get out of here. Don't put your stakes down. Amen. We're getting ready to move to a new FTX, field training exercise. Get ready. Praise God. First John chapter 5 this morning. We're talking about the epistles of John. And we've been in this book all year, amen, and we're trying to get through it. But like I keep telling you, God have us in this holding pattern because he wants, there's so much things that are in here that John is trying to expose that we, you know, there's treasures and gold nuggets that just keep popping up in education and wisdom and knowledge and, and understanding for the body of Christ, amen, so that we can live, that our joy will be overflowing. We can understand and avoid sin out of our lives, and we can identify false teachers and false prophets. We can strengthen our faith, and we can understand that we have eternal life, amen. That's why you've got to understand why it's important that you have eternal life in your faith has got to be strengthened because of these kind of situations we're living in right now in the world. Things are going to happen. Every promise that we've been told that's going to come against the church is going to come against the church. So we might as well wake up, amen, and get it settled in our hearts that we're going to a better place. Uh, When you read the faith chapter in Hebrews chapter 11, they had to come to the realization and be fully persuaded in their minds that what God said was true. The Bible says Abraham looked for a city which had 
foundations whose builder and maker was God. Noah had to come to the realization that God was going to destroy the earth. Amen. He had to come to the realization it had not rained. Amen. Since God had created things. Amen. They got the mist. But God said, Noah, I'm going to destroy the earth. And it's going to flood. And I need you to build an ark. And here's the dimensions you need to build it. Uh, and here's the animals you need to get. And this is how it must be laid out. And the Bible says in Hebrews, by faith, Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his family. By the same, he condemned the world and became the heirs of righteousness, which is by faith. The Bible tells me that Moses, amen, when he come to years, refused to be called the sons of Pharaoh's daughter, chosen rather to suffer with the people of God, to, to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, because he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. He condemned, amen, the world. Amen. Praise God. Because he endured seeing him that was invisible. Moses could have had everything in Egypt. But Moses says, uh-uh. This world can't give me what I need. I, I need God. I, I need to be with God. Amen. The Bible tells me that Rahab, amen, when she received the spies, uh, she hid the spies. Uh, amen. Amen. And she also herself, amen, was was brought into the faith. And you see Rahab is in the lineage line of Jesus Christ. Uh, and the Bible goes on and says, What more shall we say? For the time would fail to tell of Gideon and Barak and Jacob and Samson and David and Samuel and the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteous, escaped the edge of the sword, received promises, amen, worked violence in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens, uh, out of weakness was made strong. Amen. All these things was examples for you and I to follow. Amen. God has told us what's going to happen. We must be fully persuaded uh, in our minds. Amen. And we're going to make it. Hallelujah. So John is trying to give us a little nugget here <laughs> to prepare us. In First John chapter 5, verse 6 this morning, we'll start with verse 6. Now, we've already seen that we've overcome the world by our faith in Jesus Christ. The only way you can overcome is you've got to trust Jesus. You've got to take him at his words. You've got to study the Bible. You've got to cling to the word of God. Amen. Everything that is written is for our example and for our learning. And we've got to cling to it. Verse 6 says, This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ. Not by water only, but by water and blood. And this is the spirit that bear witness, because the spirit is Truth. Amen. Jesus says in John fourteen six, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Amen. So the Spirit, uh, it bears witness. A witness is, gives us evidence and a, a, approval of things that is true. It is proof of what is true. When you come on a crime scene, amen, and the, the police are searching the crime scene, they start looking for witnesses. 
They start looking for things, uh, uh, people that may have seen what transpired. They don't just want anybody. They want people that actually saw it uh, and has the truth within themselves uh, so that they can be true witnesses. Amen. Now, you and I, if we have been born again, John says here, of the water of the Spirit, then we're supposed to be overcomers of the world. Amen. Because we're walking by faith, uh, and therefore, we should be proof and evidence uh, of the Spirit of Almighty God. Our lives should be evidence. Of what God said about us and what is inside of us. If I say that I am a Christian, then my evidence should be by the fruit of the Spirit. Because Jesus says in Matthew 7, you will know them by their fruit. He says you don't get figs from a thorn bush and you don't get berries from a tree. Amen. You need to understand that the witness that we are called to be, the Spirit is truth. Amen. And this is why if we say that we're His, we have to walk in truth. That, amen. We have to be the real deal. You cannot be some fake. You cannot be a part-time Christian. A Christianity is 24-7. You live. Your life is a reflection of Jesus Christ and everything that you do. Now notice what Paul write into the church in Rome, chapter number 8, Romans chapter 8, starting with verse 16 and 17. Romans chapter 8, verse 16 and 17. Paul says, The Spirit itself bear witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with Him, that we may also be glorified together with Him. Amen. So the Spirit bears witness that we are the children of God. This is why Romans 8 and 9, Paul tells us that if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, He's none of his. See, you need to have the Holy Ghost to become a child of God. You can't shake my hand and say, I'm in the family of God. You can't sign a card that says, I'm in the family of God. You must be born again. Amen. We are engrafted in by the Spirit of Almighty God. When we are baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, and filled with this Spirit, we become children of God. Because if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, He is none of his, praise God. And so notice what Jesus also says. I mean, John writing in the Gospel of John, chapter 1, amen, verse 12. John says, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them which that believeth. On his name. Notice, but as many as received him. When we come into the knowledge of Jesus Christ and we receive the message of the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, we follow through with the word of God. Amen. It's not just believing only. 
the devil believes and he trembles. I wish Christians would start believing and tremble. Amen. We need to believe and we hear the word of God. And then Paul says to the church at Ephesus, he says, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance unto the possession of the process shall come. Amen. The Holy Ghost in you brings you to Jesus Christ. It brings us and causes us to become the sons of God. Praise God. This is why we're baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of our sins. Amen. So as many as received him, he gives you power. He gives you the Holy Ghost. When you receive him, when you say, I want that, this is what I desire in my life. I want to live for God. I want to serve God. He gives us his spirit. Uh, Luke, right in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus says to the disciples, uh, amen, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and you shall be what? witnesses unto me, unto Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the whole earth. Amen. Everywhere we go as born-again Christians, uh, amen, with the Spirit and power in us, we are to be witnesses of God, of this truth. The Lord said through Isaiah, amen, chapter 43, verse 10 through 12, He says, You are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servants, whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me that I am He. Before me there was no God formed, and neither shall there be after me, I, even I am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. Now watch verse 12 here. I have declared. God says, I've already told you I'm God. Amen. I have declared. I have saved. You have seen God, what God has said to the people. You've seen me bring you out, amen, of darkness. You've seen how I delivered Israel out of Egypt's hand. I saved. I pulled you out. He saved you. He saved me. Amen. Think about it. He's pulled us out of darkness. He's showed. He's declared. I have saved. I have showed when there was no strange God among you. Therefore, you are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I'm God. Amen. That's why Paul would say, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received back up in the glory. The Holy Ghost in you is evidence and proof of the truth that is supposed to be in you. Hallelujah. And so, therefore, we have to follow the pattern that God has given us here. So John is saying that the Spirit bear witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God. And if children, then we're heirs and joint heirs with Christ. So we have to understand here, John says, amen, how 
we overcome by the blood and by the water and by the spirit. Amen. Notice, this is he that is overcome came by water and blood, the, the new birth. Amen. And even Jesus was baptized. Amen. He went down in the water. And the Spirit, what? Ascended like a dove upon him. Those was an example. Everything that God did, Jesus did, was our example to show us the pattern and the ways that we had to be overcomers. This is why Jesus says, I have overcome the world, and you can overcome it by the same process, by the same way. We are risen to walk in newness of life, Paul says in Romans 6. For we have been planted together in the likeness of his death. We shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Praise God. Amen. We are the children of God in the Spirit is our witness because it bear witness to the truth. The Holy Ghost bear witness to the truth of God's Word and who God is. How is not, Paul said, this knowledge is in every one of you. He says, some have not the knowledge of Christ. And I speak that to your shame. I'm afraid the witnesses are not being the witnesses. I'm afraid the witnesses are getting to the ways of the world instead of the ways of the church. Upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. We shall be evidence of him. They took notice of Peter and John in Acts 12, that they had been with Jesus. When they saw that they was ignorant and unlearned men. Amen. Their evidence proved. Amen. That the Christ was in them. The hope of glory. We see also when, when the sons of Sceva tried to cast out demons. And the demons jumped on them and beat them up and tore off all the clothes. And the demons said to them, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? Amen. We, uh, we're going to say we got the goods. We better have the goods. Amen. We better be steadfast. We better be unmovable in the things of God. First John chapter five, verse seven. John goes for, there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in the earth, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three or one. Amen. So notice here in verse 7, John says, so in heaven, he says there's three that bear record in heaven. The, the Father, the Holy Ghost, and the Word. Amen. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and they are one. Praise God. Now when Matthew wrote in Matthew 28, Verse 19, and he says, Go ye therefore and baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Amen. There is no contradiction here. Amen. You see, when you look at Matthew's gospel, 
Amen. Matthew had already wrote to tell the Jews in the beginning from the concept in Matthew chapter 1, he had already told them who Jesus was. Amen. The virgin shall bring forth the son, and he shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted as God is with us. So the writer is not changing when he gets to the end of the book. He's just trying to show them that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost is Jesus Christ. He did not change what he had already said in the beginning of the onset. He's just bringing a letter to an end so that they already have understood that if I get baptized, I need to be baptized in the name, amen, of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, which is Jesus Christ. Amen. So we have to have this understanding. So John is saying here, there's three that bear record in heaven. The Father. Amen. Jesus is the Father, as he told Philip, uh, and Philip, and first, I mean, John 14, 9. Have I been so long time with you, Philip? He that have seen me have seen the Father. And how sayest thou, show us the Father? Believe me that I am the Father, and the Father in me, or believe me for the very word. Sake. Amen. He is the Father. Jesus Christ is the Father in creation. He's the Son in redemption. And He's the Holy Ghost in operation. Praise God. So they agree. Notice what John says here. These three agree or are, are, are bear record uh, in heaven and they are one. They're not three. They're one. See, people would like to look at it and says it's three. No, these are manifestations of Almighty God. Praise God. And notice verse 8. And there are three that bear witness in the earth, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three, what? Agree in one. They agree in one. The new birth process. Remember what Jesus told Nicodemus in John 3? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except the man is born again of the water and the Spirit, he cannot enter nor see the kingdom of God. Say, it is all in him. Praise God. So we are buried with Christ in baptism here. Now notice what Paul writing to the church of the Hebrews in Second. The second chapter and the seventeenth verse. He says, Wherefore, and all things it behooved him to be make likened unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest, and things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. So he took on flesh and blood, just like you and I. Amen. For what purpose? For the sins of of the people. Amen. The sacrifice. He became that living sacrifice. Amen. The lamb, John says, slain from the foundation of the earth so that we can live. These three in heaven are one. You're not going to see Jesus on the right side, the Holy Ghost sitting over on the left side, and God sitting in the middle. What you're going to see is a representation of the Ark of the Covenant, the mercy seat, where God will sit. 
Amen. Those, the angels would be those two overshadowing is what you're going to see. But you're not going to see Jesus on the right, and you're not going to see the Holy Ghost over on the left. You're going to see one, and his throne is one. Praise God. As the Lord said in Isaiah, I will not share my glory with another. Amen. So we're not going to see another standing on the right side. Praise God. There are one up there. So this picture of the Ark of the Covenant is what we're going to see. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost are one. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost are one. Amen. Is there a contradiction between John and there's a contradiction between Matthews? No, there's not. Amen. They understood that the Word was made flesh. Amen. And dwelt amongst us. And we beheld His glory. The glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen. The Spirit, amen, brings us into the family of God. And John seven thirty seven through 39, And that great feast of the last day, Jesus stood and cried, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. For out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, that they believe on him shall receive, because Jesus was not yet glorified. But I come to tell you today, he's glorified, and you can receive the Spirit. Amen. You remember what Jesus told the woman at the well in John 4. Amen. He says, I will be in you a well of water springing up unto eternal life. Amen. And the blood, praise God. Amen. We got to have the blood because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. Hallelujah. Amen. Paul write into the church in Ephesus chapter 2 verse 13. He says, but now in Christ Jesus, notice, you who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Amen. We was a long ways off. But when we get baptized into Jesus Christ's name, the blood washes away our sins And we are drawn nigh by the blood of Jesus Christ. Peter, go to 1 Peter chapter 1. Start with verse 18 through 23. Peter, right into the church, he says, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifested in these last times for you. Who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. 
seeing you have purified your souls and obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Amen. Notice what Peter is saying here. Amen. You was not brought with corruptible seed, but with incorruptible by the word of God. Is there a contradiction between Jesus and Peter? When Jesus says you must be born again of the water and the spirit, and now Peter says you must be born, being born again by the word of God, is there a contradiction? No. They understood, amen, that the Word was made flesh, amen, and dwelt amongst us, amen. We are born again by the Word of God, by Jesus Christ, who is the living Word, amen. Paul writing to the church at Galatia in chapter 3, verse 16, he says, amen, how that Abraham and his his seed was was promised. Now to Abraham and to his seed were the promises made. He said, not unto seeds as many, but what? As of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. Amen. Praise God. Notice here, we are born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible by the Word of God. This is why Jesus is the living Word. That's why Jesus says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my Word will not pass away. We are born again by the Word of Almighty God. Peter goes on in the third chapter. Amen. Here. And he starts in uh, verse... Uh, excuse me one minute here. Amen. Verse 20, which sometimes were disobedience when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was a preparing, wherein few, that is eight souls, were saved by water. The light figure whereunto even baptism doth now save us, not to put in the way of the fifth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience towards God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who is gone into heaven and is on the right hand of God, angels and authority and powers being subject unto him. Praise God. Baptism doth now save us. Why? Because when we're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ uh, and the waters of baptism, the blood of Jesus Christ is applied to our lives and it washes away our sins. Uh, amen. Because sin cannot enter there. Amen. To become born again of the water and the Spirit, you've got to go down in the waters of baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, and this is why Paul's writing to the church uh, and Romans chapter 6, uh, he says here, amen, what shall we say then? Verse 1, shall we continue in sin uh, that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? 
Know ye not that so many of us as was baptized unto Jesus Christ was baptized unto his death. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we shall not serve sin, for he that is dead is free from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we should also live with him, knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death has no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But if he liveth, he liveth unto God. This is why we must be witnesses of God. Our whole life should be serving God, being a witness, a representation, being proof, amen, of this new birth experience which is in us, which is Christ, the hope of glory. Praise God. There's three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And there's three agree in the earth. The water, the Spirit, and the blood. If you say you are in Christ, then you better have the Spirit, the water, and the blood. Because I know them that are mine, Christ says. And let everyone, John says, that name the name of Christ is part from iniquity. We got to get away from the old way of life. You're dead. It amazes me how we can't figure this out. To realize that to serve God, we must walk according to the Word of God. We're born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible by the Word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. John goes on here in the ninth verse. First John 5, he says, if we receive the witness of men, he said the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he have testified of his son. He that believeth on the son of God have the witness in himself. He that believeth not God have not have made him a liar. Because he believeth not the record that God gave his son. And this is the record that God has given unto us. What? Eternal life. And where is it? This life is in his son. This is what John is trying to show us now in his fourth reason for writing. To strengthen our faith. And to let us know that we have eternal life. Uh, and that life is in Jesus Christ. But in John's gospel in the third chapter, what did John say? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. 
For God sent not his son in the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. He says, here's condemnation, that light is coming to the world, but men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds are evil. But he that cometh to the light, amen, believed, amen, that Jesus is the true, amen, one. In him is life. Jesus says in John 10, 10, the thief comes not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I am come that they may have life and that more abundantly. Amen. God has given us eternal life, uh, and that life is in the Son. Amen. They that received him, they him to give the power to become the sons of God. If I don't have the Holy Ghost, I am none of his. Amen. And I don't have life. I don't have eternal life. Amen. I need to make sure that I'm solid, that I'm rooted and grounded in this precious truth and why I went the route that I went. Amen. Jesus says, what did it profit to gain the whole world and lose your soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? None of us know. Hell is eternal. And heaven is eternal. Amen. So we have to understand that this eternal life is in Christ. Because without me, Jesus says, you can do nothing. Amen. He is our eternal life. John goes on here in the 13th verse. These things have I written unto you that you might believe on the name of the Son of God and that you may know that you have eternal life. And that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desire of him. If any man see his brother sin a sin, which is not unto death, he shall ask, and he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. This there is a sin unto death, but and I do not say that you should pray for it. All unrighteousness is sin. All unrighteousness. So see, this is why we got to learn to do right. You keep doing wrong. Every time you do wrong, you're sin, and you think God is keep forgiving you. The Bible says in Proverbs 29.1, He that be an orphan reprove, harden his neck, shall suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy. There's no, pretty soon, God is going to do just like Israel. He's going to turn away. So we need to realize, hell is eternal. Heaven is eternal. I choose to be a Christian. Amen. All unrighteousness is sin. And there is a sin not unto death. Amen. If you slip up in sin, you can ask God for forgiveness. And you learn to do right. You don't go back and do it again. Mistakes are going to happen. But you shouldn't be repeating the same mistakes over and over and over again. That means you're without wisdom. That means you're without knowledge. That means you're without understanding. And the scripture says, don't be like the donkey and the mule, the horse and the mule, which have no understanding. Amen. You got to have understanding. Get wisdom. And all thy getting, get an understanding.
standing. Praise God. Verse 20, John says, and we know that the Son of God is come and have given us an understanding that we may know him that is true and we are in him that is true, even his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. So John says, we know that Jesus has come, the Son of God, because he took on flesh and blood just like you and I. Amen. He says, but this is the true God, and this is eternal life. Praise God. And that's why when we're in him, when we choose him, he gives us power to become sons of God. And as a result, we have the assurance of eternal life if we continue to walk according to the word that he has given us. And we live our lives the way he desires us to live. We can make it all the way to the other end. Amen. As the Lord says in the book of Revelation, chapter 3, to the church of Philadelphia, see that no man steal your crown. Amen. Hold on. Amen. In these storms. Father, we thank you for this lesson, O oh God, that you have given us. We thank you, God, for your loving kindness and tender mercies. We thank you for blessing us this morning, O oh God, with your spirit and your presence. Lead us and guide us, O oh God, the rest of this day. And we will give you glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name. Let's take about a 10, 15-minute break. Amen. And then come back for our evangelistic portion. Mm-hmm.